Welcome, Tester Illusions. We are continuing our holiday coverage, but we are not back in the Rankin-Bass cinematic universe because, you know, I wrapped recording yesterday on Twas the Night Before Christmas, and I, I sat back in my swivel chair, and I thought to myself, gee, are you really proud of what you've done? And the answer, of course, is yes. I'm always... Pr- no, that's... It's not always yet. God, you should see me look at any art that I've made that's six months old. And, you know, the question, are you pleased with yourself, will always be a resounding no. Of course not. But uh, it wasn't that I wasn't pleased with the episode, but I did kind of feel like, gee, this thing sucked. Like, you're, you're, you spent 25 minutes or so on a uh, special that is terrible and uh, sure some people may find this amusing but at the end like why don't you do on your Christmas slate this year something that doesn't suck and ironically I had kind of a come to Jesus moment everybody knows I'm much more of a fan of coming in Jesus but uh, (laughs) it's awful no I'm a bottom no Jesus no no not going there not going there but uh you know, when we did the Charlie Brown Christmas episode last year, which was really about my breakup, it was, boy, that episode did so well. And I warned people in the episode description, I warned them ahead of time, hey, 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 this isn't as much of an analytical episode. I had a traumatic thing happen when, uh, just after I watched it, I got jumped. Be careful watching Charlie Brown Christmas with a long-term partner. They may break up with you afterward before you get a chance to watch Mr. Hanky, The Christmas Pooh. But what was kind of weird about Charlie Brown Christmas. I've described it a bunch of times while I was last last year talking to friends about doing that one and this year. It's kind of one of the few Christmas specials that actually brings Jesus into the equation and doesn't ruin the whole thing. Because we like, I like a nice secular Christmas. I don't want Jesus. I know this is his birthday, but he wasn't born in December. And Easter, his death moves around all the time. This fix December 25th. I mean, come on, people. But uh, that's nitpicking. But uh, I don't know. We don't really want something that's, you know, the dogma lives loudly with, with the special. We don't want that to happen, to quote the late Diane Feinstein talking about people of praise, Amy Coney Barrett. Fuck that. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Supreme Court. This is holiday special time. But um, we're going to cover a 1978 special that I had on VHS. Boy, let's talk about analog equipment, VHS. And I used to watch it a lot because it's only 25 minutes. And actually, this one is streaming on Disney+. Plus. So unlike some of these specials where it's like, hey, you want to find it? Wink, wink. Good luck. You ain't finding it on any other conventional platforms. This one, you can actually, it's readily available. And I do recommend it. It's 25 minutes of your time. If you're looking for like a quick something to kind of ground you in the holiday spirit, I think this one is actually a really, even though it does actually bring, very subtly, it does a great job of it, bringing Jesus into the fold just a little bit, just a smidge, it does a very effective job. It actually, you know, with a lot of these specials, we talk about what's their message. And let's take Twas the Night Before Christmas, for example. They punish these kids for not believing in Santa Claus, for not having, uh, you know, undying loyalty to a deity with, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of plot holes in the modern conventional Santa narrative, putting aside these many sort of uh, 
specials that where he actually is a real person, and yet you still have like doubting doubting Ian Thomas's around there to uh, deny his existence. Um, it's just what message? I mean, what message is any of that shit really sending to a kid? Now, the small one has a lot of. It's not really preaching anything, and yet you come away with it feeling a lot better for the 20, 25 minutes you spent with these people. So the special, it's a lot like Little Drummer Boy in the sense that it's kind of setting up the the journey to Bethlehem, although uh, Little Drummer Boy actually takes place in Bethlehem. We've uh, done that one. We'll probably do the sequel now that I've said it. I guess we got to do it, but that's one of the other few Rankin Bass that we haven't done. Uh, so Small One starts off with a boy who tends to some donkeys, and there's a bunch of donkeys that are big and strong, and then there's Small One, who is uh, old and, uh, you know, as his name suggests, he's a lot tinier than the other donkeys, but uh, he's past his prime. His his days of being a great worker, his use value is severely diminished. And the other donkeys are very resentful of how Small One eats the same amount of food as them, but he's he's only capable of carrying a, a much much more diminished load than any of them, and the boy actually is kind of distracted from his work. He's helping small one carry some sticks. Uh, it's it's not a tenable situation. But uh, and none of none of these characters. I mean, small one is actually really the only one with a name, but uh, and that actually is identified later as his name. But the boy. He looks a lot like Mowgli, and what's kind of funny, a little bit of Disney trivia. So this was released in 1978. Disney animation was heading kind of into its dark ages, pre-Disney Renaissance. Disney did not have a lot of great success in the 80s, and uh, if you're a big Disney fan, you may have seen some memes about how the Many, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which came out in 1977, how it kind of borrows a lot from uh, the Jungle Book. I mean, some scenes are basically f- frame by frame. You know, they just get a little bit... It's like they traced around Mowgli's scenes in the Jungle Book, which came out in 1967. This one, small one, the boy borrows Mowgli's face. I mean, they reuse it. Does it really matter? This special was 20... It's kind of nice that it exists, because this special is only 25 minutes. That's not a theatrical release, but it was released in theaters as part of uh, when they re-released Pinocchio. And whenever, whenever somebody... This is a bit of an aside, but whenever somebody's like, oh, there's so many, you know, movie theaters, they're just re-releasing old films, or you hear about this a lot with Broadway, like everything's a revival or a jukebox. Look at what they were releasing in the 60s and the 70s. Basically, they were doing the same thing. There's always been some new musicals. There's always been some that are just kind of rehashing modern popular culture, modern at the time, and then there's a lot of revivals. That's the way this industry works. Just read Theodore Adorno, culture industry... Max Max Horkheimer, everything's the same. You know, life is, in fact, let's be honest, life is meaningless. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so we have the boy who is a Mowgli, a Mowgli stand-in, and he's helping Small One, and the donkeys are pissed, and the father is very, very compassionate. He, he knows that Small One, I mean, it's the reality. That, like, we talk about economics and... You never want like a loved one to like their 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 survival is dependent on their use value, their ability to you know uh, bring in more than they're taking. We don't, nobody wants a world where we discard our old ones because they're not able to to pull their own weight anymore. I think we all want to live in a world where 
you know, when you get to be the age as small one as a donkey that other people are able to kind of give you a hand, but the father can't afford him. This is, you know, this is a shitty economy. They, it, it it's sad. It's, it's, it's sad. And it, 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 it kind of brings a tear to your eye only because of how compassionate the special actually is in the delivery of, of reality that, not only can small one not carry his weight, not only is he distracting, the boy has to take his attention away from the better load carriers to take to help small one, but also, guess what? Like, he's he's old, and if he goes to live in the city with somebody, he can have a better life where his life won't just be hard manual labor all the time. The father... This is a this is a special that really really leans hard away from the idea of of manufacturing villains and that's something I mean Disney Disney loves to like start off a movie and say hey hey like you ready ready for the tearjerker dead parent boom no this is actually like okay well we don't know about the mother but the boy and the father they have a good relationship that doesn't shy away from cold hard truths of the world that people like small one shouldn't be out doing manual labor when they can go have a better quality of life elsewhere. This is hard shit, but this is a, a children's special that, that that really earnestly tries to handle stuff like this with grace. So it's aged pretty remarkably. I mean, that's a common theme of these specials. We talk about how poorly they've aged since the 70s, about how bad their values are, and about how, you know, the, the kind of the, the nature of Christmas specials is, especially with something like Rudolph. You know, kids are kids are... Kids are getting these bad habits that they're expected to basically, you know, that they take with them. And we're saying, oh, these are a sign of its time. No, some of this shit sucks. And we should be honest with how bad uh, some of these backwards values are. But Small One doesn't have that. Small One is very, very sweet. So they have a touching, the boy protests, doesn't want to get, doesn't want Small One to go. I mean... God, that's a fucking tearjerker. You're crying like five minutes into the special. They spend the first seven minutes just really effectively hammering home the relationship between this boy and this donkey. It's some of the, like, we talk about run times and stuff. This is 25 minutes that is really, really tight, and each frame is hammering home. It's, it's, a, it's, it's really an impressive piece of work. But initially, the father is supposed to take small one into the city to which I guess is probably Nazareth. It's not. It's it's not really stated. But uh, the father's gonna take small one in the city, try to sell him for a piece of silver, and the boy wants to do it himself. He wants to do right by his his bud, the one that he loves. And God, I'm like crying just thinking of it. It's really the animation work between the father and the son is just like. I wish more. I wish more pieces of of entertainment handled inter interfamily relationships with just just didn't lead with with saying like here is the hero, here is the villain. No, this is this is messy shit, and we can approach the hard truths of life from a place of love. How often does modern entertainment ever try to do something like that? It's so rare. So the boy takes small one into the city, and there's a guard who is kind of a dick. Uh, unnecessarily so, uh, but I don't know. So you gotta have somebody as an asshole. Recommends a place where the boy can take the donkey, and it's kind of this dark, spooky cave. Very eerie. The boy walks in and is trying to sell his donkey, and he, he's got his marching orders just to get a piece of silver. 
And he has success very early on, except it's not actually success because the boy is going to a tanner who's going, and there's some animals, and it looks really sad. But even this is another point where Small One really deserves a lot of credit. The tanner is not an evil man. That's his job. He wants Small One's leather, and he's compassionate about it because the boy says to him, you know, are you going to take good care of him? And he's like, son, I need him for his hide. I'm a tanner. Is that really, like, as a kid, you're like, shit, the boy's going to, like, small one is going to be killed. We, the audience, are not on board with the idea of small one getting killed for a piece of leather. Now, as human beings, we know that that Tanner is not an evil man. And and the special is not trying to, I mean, it's a, it's a very eerie, dark, obviously, there's some animals in there that are about to be killed, some lambs and some other mules and stuff, like, yeah, that sucks, and we're not supposed to like that, but we're not supposed to be, like, shaking our, like, he's not gratuitous about it. It's not like we're going into a scene from the Saw franchise. No, I mean, this is a part of life. I mean, most of us, uh, unless you're vegetarian or vegan, most of us use animal products in our day-to-day life. That doesn't mean that we're endorsing cruelty toward them or ill will toward the people who make their living in that space. This is... This is reality. You know, you get attached to a, a, a donkey. Guess what? I mean, the donkey needs to be, needs to, needs to contribute. Like, this is not like, like, you're not keep a, a car that breaks, you don't just keep in your parking lot forever. Cause, you, I mean, and it's, that's a, that's kind of a shitty comparison, but, but, I mean, they're out in the desert. They, you can't just have something that, that you have to feed. Not, ah, this is so sad. Uh, this is cold heart. This is a children's. This is something that as a child, like you come home from church or something, or you come home from dinner with your family and you're like five or six and it's VHS. So you got like, you know, you got, this is pre Cartoon Network even. You have Nickelodeon and you have Disney and by the like eight, nine, they're showing, you know, adult stuff and you can't sit down and watch a movie. So your parent puts on a, a 20 minute special and this is what a five year old, this is what five year old Ian was watching. And shaping her view, the view that I spew on this show all the time, this is this is the way the world works. It's not all unicorns and roses, and we, we may all want it to be, but it's also not a needlessly gratuitous place. I think this is something that I've carried with me into the world as a trans woman. You know, sometimes you're in situations that are hard and stuff, and they're not... They're not to your ideal liking because you want the world to be easier to you. But I'm I'm always quick to... You know, There are, you meet a lot of people who are awkward around trans people. At least I have over nearly fucking decade that I've been through this process. But you also kind of have to understand that, hey, you know, not every awkward person is malice or, or they're just... It's, it's, it's life, you know? It's... it's the way things go, people are not black and white. It's this is a gray world, and small one is is kind of thriving in that world. Of course, after the Tanner, the special does kind of need to figure out some shit for it to do, and we of course get a musical number with these uh, three merchants who, I guess, it's kind of they go around picking up money for the bank, and they have this song, click click clank clank, break, take your money to the bank, and. I don't know. It, it These specials need some kind of musical. I, all of them need a musical number. Tw- 25 minutes is, is long for some specials, but I mean, you got to fill your time somehow. And the boy is struggling. A uh, small one is clunky. He breaks a lot of shit and doesn't get in trouble for it, but nobody really... He The father says, oh, 
he's going to have an easier life. But I'm sure a lot of us are young when when an older dog is taken to quote unquote the farm. I mean, it's not really a farm. They're going to be killed. Maybe you have to wonder. Was the father going to take small one in and then sell him to the tanner and come back and say, oh, small one's doing great? Or would he have been a better salesman? It's not really known, but the boy is struggling to find small one a home. Now, the merchants who, they're not really evil. They're not. They're certainly not helpful. They're really there to do a musical number, as as is the case with a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, <laughs> People are not useful. And, um, they just are there to sing. An elaborate song, which will get stuck in your head, just like, small one, small one. No. <laughs> uh, so they point him to this auctioneer who's a horse auctioneer and is selling horses for a lot of pieces of silver, 50, 500, 1,000. Uh, so the boy takes small one, and the auctioneer is not pleased to have a donkey up there, and... This is uh, such a tearjerker. The boy says the small one is good enough to be in a king's stable. Now, that's obviously foreshadowing where he does end up. But uh, to see this boy really defending the honor of his donkey as the auctioneer and everybody is laughing. But it's all really touching. I mean, life is not about proving use value. There's plenty of things we love and people we love who don't necessarily... When you think about what value does this person bring to my life, sometimes that's a very hard question, except in the sense of a person is touching to the soul, and that has a lot of value, not necessarily under late-stage capitalism. But life is not about the accumulation of things. It's about the experiences we make along the way. And the boy, you know, small one basically sucks, and he's lazy, (laughs) He's got, he doesn't want to work anymore. I mean, that's kind of the other thing. Like, it kind of makes you... Sim- I guess as I got older, I do sympathize with the father a lot. Like, small one... Dude, you're you're not cut out for this shit. It's, it, it's kind of a... It makes you wonder if he ever was, but... I don't know. Uh, the auctioneer scene, it's kind of uncomfortable. The auctioneer mounts small one. He's riding him around. And this is actually where small... Because you, you kind of wonder. Small one really struggles with a, a few small bundles of sticks. Like, if you tied the same sticks to like my back as small one i'm in good shape but i wouldn't be struggling to carry like you see some of the loads that the other donkeys had like i oh my god no i'm not i've carried some heavy load i have carried some heavy loads it's not fun i'm kind of actually with small one on that i'd like a smaller load to carry um awful 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 but small one is able this auctioneer is a big dude and he's mounting him and he's riding him and small one bucks the shit out of the guy and sends him flying. So actually, he probably is pretty strong. If I were at that point in the auction, I would say, shit, that is a strong donkey. That's probably worth more than a piece of silver. But uh, he gets thrown. He's angry. But the boy escapes. I mean, there's not like a ton. This is a very grounded special. It's not It's not going for hyperbole. It's not trying to make unnecessary villains where there doesn't need to be one. But uh, it's getting late. The boy said that he'd go in the day and he'd come back at night. Um, they're crying because he, he can't find a home. And I, I think maybe the boy is kind of freaking out because he thinks maybe shit, you know, maybe the Tanner, he's not brought up, but that's the only one who even at all wanted him. And uh, so the special, it, it gets dark and the boy is crying. And then we have some Deus Ex Machina. A nice, kind man comes up and basically says, are you the owner of this donkey? 
I need a donkey. He looks strong. He's gentle. And the boy is like selling. He's yeah. He says he's kind and works hard. And he says he's gonna you know need somebody to carry his wife to Bethlehem. And says he's gonna take good care of him. Why am I crying? <laughs> it's very touching. I mean, I cry. I cry. Every time I have to, like, say goodbye to even somebody I, like, even semi-remotely care about. <sighs> yeah, it's it's, it's touching. And, and it, again, it's not played up for excess drama. It's, it's this. We spent 20 minutes with these people. We barely know them. And uh, it's like this mission accomplished. <laughs> you know, this is a special that's really at its core. It's about dignity. And not just, like, the dignity of work or the dignity of use value or anything like that, but just, you know, these are bonds that the boy desperately wants to do right by. And reality reality has its own kind of, like, we can't just have a paradise where the, the small one grows old in the stable and has a good life just in retirement. No, that's not necessarily the way the world works, but... um just because the world is, is crueler than we'd like, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to conform to that. We don't have to conform to the way the world as a sort of majority or plurality of a population dictates somebody's value. Um, I mean, that's something in my life that I have to d deal with all the time, that you know, a supermajority of the world has a lot of preconceived notions about my people, and yet... Here I am kind of sitting there being like, I, I got a lot to offer. Like, you can see me as, you know, and you, you get othered all the time. And you just want to say like, nah, I got this big heart and I have a lot to bring to this world. <laughs> but yeah, this this special is, it's, it's not going for the jugular. It like, I mean, I was basically the same age when I had to watch, you know, Simba lose Mufasa. Like, talk about a fucking like let's rip your heart out and stomp on it kind of thing. And yet, if I was doing a Lion King episode, I wouldn't be bawling my eyes out like I was crying while recording for a small one. It only took like a brief five seconds to get myself a little bit of composure. But it's just like, it's so touching. And as I was watching this last night, I wasn't getting as emotional. But I kept thinking about how nicely put together this small little special is that it's so effective in such a short period of time to just convey the love that goes into this and i don't know uh back in april we lost my family lost uh or golden who was uh 15 and a half a little bit more than 15 and a half uh she was old as shit and uh for at least those last like two years, she was definitely not her herself as much anymore. Uh, you could see it sometimes. I used you'd see it a couple times a day, but uh, you know these these long ass walks that I would like as as I prepare to go home in a couple weeks, I think about how I looking forward to all these super long walks I'm going to take with uh, with our new golden, who's uh, about nine ten months old and all the new adventures, but I think about how excited I was, like, last Christmas, just to, our old dog Georgie, you really couldn't take her much more than, like, a f the equivalent of a few city blocks and back, uh, take her down to the train station, and such, like, a tiny thing that I was so excited for, and 
you know, maybe I could project. Maybe I'm projecting. I mean, you watch Small One for yourself and tell me that this this thing isn't a fucking chair jerker. But uh, I don't know. I think about I think about little Ian watching this, and uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I watched it a couple years ago with my ex, with Tara, uh, and we were gonna do a podcast episode about it, but we kind of watched it on a whim because I'd seen when Disney Plus launched. I'd seen it. I'm like, holy shit, there's Small One. I haven't seen this in forever, and. Uh, it just held up so well. The animation is really, really beautiful. This is a touching special. Uh, it's definitely, definitely, unlike a lot of the things we cover, it really is worth a watch. And I, I'm not a religious person. I, I don't, I consider myself basically an atheist. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of good reasons to think that a lot of the stuff that we're taught in, you know, the quote unquote, the good book is is going to, come true and and on top of that as an lgbtq person i've seen what i've seen families disown people in the name of religion and it, you you just can't live life without some resentment toward that and here you know this is a pretty it, it's not overtly it's extremely subtle in its delivery of religion but you know religion is here and it's okay i mean it it, it reminds you that I mean, this special doesn't... This special has, like, nothing to preach, really. It has no message other than, you know, this is a story of love and grace and dignity, but it, it's not it's not threatening kids for not believing in Santa Claus. Uh, Joseph is not named. None of, like, a little kid isn't necessarily going to put two and two together unless, you know, they're going to church and, and seeing the nativity scene and all of that. Maybe you could put it together, but it's extremely subtle... And yet, it just, it it reminds you of, of kind of the best traits of religion to just uh, reinforce the idea that, that people are fundamentally worthy of love, it despite, you know, perceived shortcomings or the things that they're lacking, but rather the things that they do bring to the table, their heart, and uh, all of that, so... I I did not expect to cry. It's I'm recording at seven in the morning. I don't know why I'm like so upset about this, but I don't know. Small one, small one's a banger. I, I highly recommend it. It's it's really this is a very very sweet special, and uh, it holds up extremely well. I highly recommend it. So uh, that's a good place to stop. Uh, we've got a couple more Christmas episodes this year. Uh, yeah, this one it's a really touching one, but. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for putting up with me crying. And uh, we'll see you next time.